What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away. Saturday evening, we're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today Welcome to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn, with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down. We'll give it a couple minutes here for everybody to log on. How you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good, good. How'd, uh, how'd the pre-fishing search go for the big ones? Is that? No big ones. I mean, I, I caught a couple that were, you know, tournament fish, 16s, 17s, but nothing, like nothing crazy. So, yeah, doing all right. But I think I know my area. At the area I went to Sunday, I really liked, like, you know, it was the right area, a lot of birds, a lot of life, a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of bites there, so, yeah, only a second time I'd ever been to Neely Henry, but it, I mean, I fished Coosa my whole life, well, not yeah. my whole life, last 10 years, so, I know, you know, I know what to expect. Yeah, I got a little info on it in case I decide to come down there, but the guy told me to crank the whole time I was there, and I was like, uh, it's just not what I'm good at. I, I lose faith in a crankbait real quick. But we'll see. I still don't know if I'm going. I I can't decide. I'm all over the map for the next few weeks. Some of it's tough. Just, you know, Coosa River, you are you can win with both or you can win with a mix. So trying to decide, and it's only a three-fish deal for our state championship. So you don't need to catch a bunch of fish. You just need three big ones. So, you know, just holding on, being determined and holding on to that big bait or that certain, you know, yeah. you know bigger fish bait doing that, you know. It's not going to be like the Hobie in a couple of weeks that, you know, you'll have to maybe finesse. Manage your fish. Yeah, exactly. Game plan, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) we got some people on, so here we go. Tonight we are talking KFL. If you don't know what it is, you've never heard of it, this is time to ask your questions. Please like and share and ask any questions in the chat that you have. And I'm going – Jimmy has – gotten a bunch of questions from anglers all over the country from a big cross section of people who've heard about it, people who haven't people who are into it and people who are not into it. So all those questions are going to be asked tonight and I'm going to get the questions out of the chat. So if you have one, please ask again, share tonight so we can spread the word of KFL. 
So here we go. Without further ado, first we have the founder. I guess you'd say the founder, Greg Nosar of KFL. And we have coaches, Jamie Broad and Eric Siddiqui. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for being on. What's up, gentlemen? What's How's everybody doing? Hey, you, were just, you were just on last week, Eric, with the Darnell second place tie with with Drew. Are you are you mad at Drew? Like I would be, you know, like it happens. That's, what that's my kind of look. Like, oh, here it is. Nope. Yeah, and then you tied uh, you tied Jim Clark for big fish, and he doubled up on ties. That's I've never heard of that. Yep. Yeah, and it and they both win as well. That's crazy, but. That dude had a rabbit's foot in his kayak or something. But uh, yeah, thanks for being on. And here we go. So we'll start with Greg. All right. So for somebody who has never heard of KFL, yeah, what in the heck is it? Tell us all about it and how it came about. All right. Well, KFL is Kayak Fishing League. That's like what it is. It's it's a fishing league. And so what we're doing is, look, when we when we first started this, it was an idea about getting together teams in local and in, in local markets, being able to take, you know, the talents of the local market anglers representing their state, their city and their area, and then having them uh, compete in a, a normal form of American sports. Like we know it today, we have, you know, NFL going on right now, uh, which is, you know, you have two separate conferences and divisional, you know, divisions. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball has 30 teams. Uh, NHL has 30 teams. Uh, you know, Major League Soccer, NBA. I mean, look, everybody has a division or conference that, that they that they compete in. And, you know, I've, I've played sports all my life and, um, you know, played baseball. And, man, followed sports ever since I was, you know, like four years old. So, you know, we all know, you know, NFL the way it is. You know, you've got the NFC East, NFC South, you know, West and North and all that stuff. So well, I thought to myself, well, you know, there's there's going to be, you know, these anglers. I mean, they, they're they they acquaint with one another. You know, they're they're partners and they and they travel together. They do a lot of things together. And, and that's what's so great about our sport. We have a real tight knit community. So I thought to myself, well, why don't we just team these guys up since they travel together and they kind of hang around with one another and allows the camaraderie within an area and allows these uh, teams, so to speak, um, get together, showcase their waters, and then you have a home, you know, home team and, and an away team, and let them travel within a, you know, within a certain distance, and let's compete because you know, you know, one of the one of the things about live event fishing, what's great about it is, um, you know, you get to compete one on one, you know, or you know, against each other on the same body of water. You know, with KBBT, you know, it was a COVID thing where. You know, we weren't able to do that, right? We were able to, you know, kind of just do this virtually, and, and we were pairing them one on one, in their own waters and stuff like that. But this is a combination of both. You restrict, um, you know, how many people can compete. You've got four versus four, but you're doing it on the same body of water. And so, look, man, <clears throat> and when I play baseball, there's nothing like literally putting on your uniform, right, with your team, going to somebody else's house and beating the snot out of them. You know what I mean? That's right. And, and I mean, that's just, you know, being a, being a competitor, you know, and, and you know, fishing, fishing is a sport. So I thought, I thought, look, you know, let me ask you a question. Do you think fishing is a sport? Mm -hmm. I'd say so. Yeah. I, 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 I think everybody would say yes. Right. Um, in our sport of kayak fishing, can you keep score? 
Yep. More or less. Well, yes, and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody has a score. Eric, Eric, Eric tied uh, Drew Gregory by a score of 171, but he lost by big pass. So there's obviously a score, you know what I mean? Uh, and then is there a time clock? Yeah, there is. You have a lines in, lines out. Well, we have a sport, we have a score, and we have a time clock. Well, guess what? Every sport you know of in American sports does that same thing. <clears throat> so, you know, we can we can take that kind of concept, put it together, and then create this league, and then you know get these anglers together, and let's showcase the best versus the best on you know an away away water or a home water, and, and let's just have fun doing it. I mean, it, it's it, it it's also an opportunity to do something a little bit different too, because you know I'm a traditionalist. I love traditional fishing. I love getting all you know 150 guys on the same body of water to duke it out and see whoever has the best day, you know, win. But, um, so, you know, and that's a good way of doing things. <clears throat> but, you know, one of the, one of the things that, you know, when you, we take a huge body of water, we're getting ready to go down to, to the national championship, okay? There's going to be almost 400 anglers down in Gunnersville. There's no spot that you're going to see that's going to be um, not fished on or fished on top of and everything else. But if you get eight anglers on a huge body of water, you know, let's see, let's let's see the talents really grow. You know what I mean? Let's see what the talents because you open up so much more water with less uh, with less anglers, and you're, you're going to see the talents really uh, take place between not only the individual angler but the team itself. And so, <clears throat> and again, it, it it it's it's not a traditional way of doing things. I understand, but I think it's going to be a fun way of doing things. And not only get to compete, compete as an angler, but you get to compete as a team. And um, yeah, it's something I'm used to. It's something that, you know, I think anybody who's played sports or anybody who's followed sports would say, hey, women, I understand that concept. Another thing, too, is it allows it allows these anglers to do something unique from a marketing standpoint. Guys, I think I think kayak fishing is is ready to take this next step. And this is the reason this is the gamble that it's all about that I'm, I'm willing to take. I think kayak fishing is incrementally getting to the point to where it's almost not there yet, but almost at the point to where it could compete with bass boats, that, that uh, tournament style. And I think that the legitimacy of the sport, the way things are growing, the, the way COVID changed everything. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I try to go buy a Hobie Outback pretty much all year and I can't find one around my area. I mean, it's, it's really growing rapidly. People are not spending eighty, ninety thousand dollars on on these big bass boats anymore. They want to go out fishing with their kids. They want to go out and fishing with their, you know, with their family. And they, you know, and and, and people just want to go out fishing just to get away from this whole COVID thing. So the discretionary income is transferring. I think. Um, you know, it's regional, but I think it's getting ready. To, it's it's tr transitioning from a big bass boat, bust out another thousand. That's what boat stands for, into a kayak because it's it's a lower barrier of entry. And so now we're seeing a lot of organic growth in the kayak industry. And that's what we're after. We're after new users, organic growth. And I think now is a good time, a perfect time to take this sport and showcase it to what everybody understands. Everybody understands the uniqueness of, of, of American sports and understands conferences, teams, numbers, uniforms, and, and players. Why not bring it to our sport? And you say, well, when's a good time to do it? I don't know. I don't, you know, there is, I mean, you know, is it next year? Is it two years? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? I don't know. But I think now is just as good as the time as any because we're going to strike while the iron's hot from an industry standpoint. I think now is a great time 
to do something like this. And again, bringing those who really don't understand the whole kayak sport fishing thing, but they understand what NFL football is. They understand what Major League Baseball is. They understand what you know NBA is. Take that concept, a team, a city, and players, and bring it into fishing. And so that's the whole point of the KFL is to take that American sport concept and bring it into fishing. And we got some awesome fishermen, uh, awesome fishermen in some in, in some high name cities and some high big I mean big markets that they can market to, get sponsors, you know, get their get their teams lined up. And we want you guys. Some of these anglers, from a marketing standpoint, should make enough money before even putting a line in the water. They're going to be positive in, in terms of being able to compete. So, which is a unique way of doing things because basketball world's not like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's a zero-sum game right now in the basketball world. But um, in the kayaking world, I think it, it could work because it's not as high as a, um, a call. Okay. And, and so let's give a few of the specifics. Buy-in per team. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Four thousand per team for buy-in. That's right. Six people on a team, but only four people fish per week. The the games will be six hours long. There'll be a early game and a.m. Yeah, no. game. Seven. Seven. Okay. From so from six to one mm-hmm. and then one or twelve to seven. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So two games a day. So you're only fishing either a.m. or p.m. Those four people fish. Uh, each team will have three away games and three home games, and then the playoffs. And what 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 else? Where are some more of the specifics there? Well, and I've got a lot of questions on all that too, so we can look at all that <laughs> yeah, as we there's go. Only, there's six on each team, only four play. Yeah. So you know, four will travel, or you know, six could travel, or what have you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just. And they're not tournaments. They're called games. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. Yeah, have at it, man. All right. Well, you kind of covered it. I was going to ask you, uh, uh, like Dan said, I talked, I reached out to tons of people, I, you know, and I wasn't like heavy on one thing or the other. I've reached out to people that don't tournament fish, tournament directors, everything, you know, guys big in this name, guys there. Everywhere. I mean, I, I talked to Eric. Um one of the uh, a buddy of mine that's a, he's business oriented. He said, "Sell me the KFL product." And I was going to ask you that question, but you've kind of covered most of that. But um, you kind of covered it in an aspect talking to like what people want to see. How would you, if you had an angler? Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off on the fence. How would you sell, sell them KFL, you know, just simply saying, because it's 
you know, built like in traditional American sports or how would you approach that? I was telling an angler like this. It's, 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 it's a, it's a different way of, of thinking about it. So <clears throat> the, the key is, is to think about marketing first then fishing. Okay. Fishing is the traditional side of fishing is, you know, going out there and go after the prize money and then as high as you can and then take as much prize money as you can on the way. And then, you know, listen, I mean, we all, we all do, do these tournaments, you know, <clears throat> I think if we're honest enough and Eric, you're dead, dead smack in the middle of this. If we're honest enough, we take our expenses for the year and we take our costs that we to travel, hotels, entry fees, everything else. And then let's say we have a pretty good year. <clears throat> um, and, you know, we finish you know, maybe top 10 in a top 10 in a, in a bass tournament or what have you, the amount of money it costs to get to a tournament and all that stuff throughout the whole entire year, because look, we're not all rough diners, okay? We can't win every tournament, you know what I mean? But, you know, if, if, if an average angler, I think if we look at it, we'll basically break even, if not maybe plus or minus a couple thousand dollars, right? You know? And so that, are, are, we doing it, are we doing it for the fun of it? Or some guys are trying to make a living out of it? Or some guys are really trying to make it, make it, make it more deal out of it? Um I believe fishing. This is just Gregology, guys. This is not proven. This is nothing on paper. I believe anglers think about uh, the whole business of fishing as eighty percent fishing, twenty percent marketing, right? I think it's sixty percent marketing, forty percent fishing. Because some, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. Some of the best anglers that we have in our sport are not really marketed. You know, not really marketable. You know what I mean? Right. So I believe this is. We have to think about marketing first. Now, my gamble is this. Sponsors, non-endemic sponsors especially, guys, when they think about sporting events, they think about this concept of teams. They think about players. They think about uniforms. They think about numbers. They think about your wraps. And, you know, it, it's something that's visible and that they can actually see tangibly. When you go to a non-endemic sponsor and say, look, man, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a great fisherman. Hey, you want to sponsor me? You're like, uh, I mean, what kind of coverage are you getting? What are you doing? How am I going to get my return on investment and everything else? But if you go to somebody and say, hey, look, I'm on a team. I'm from the Washington Warhawks. Here's our here's our, here's what our uniform is going to look like. Here's our marketing package. Here's what your logo is going to go on. You're going to be put on broadcast. You're going to be put, you know, this is what we're going to do for you from a media standpoint. This is what your return on investments is going to be um, in terms of this, 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 and this. We're going to be in Nashville. We're going to be in Florida. We're going to be, we're going to be here, here, here. Uh, and, and, and again, this is some kind of a talk that non-endemic sponsors really understand because they're already in that uh, sports uh, arena. They already advertise in that sports arena. So I would say to a to, a, to an angler, <clears throat> now is a great time to think about from the marketing aspect. And what's great about it now, and you don't have to do this individually. You can do this together. You can do this as a team. You can market your city. You can market the league. You can market fishing. You can market so many other things that non-endemic sponsors, even endemic sponsors, understand, right? <clears throat> and so, again, think about the fishing as the fun part of it. You have to perform when it comes to fishing, but really the fun really begins about the marketing aspect and taking that 60-40 concept on reversing your, mental, your, your mentality. Gotcha. And, and Eric, can you jump out and then follow a link back in? You're kind of crackling a little bit with, with the sound. No problem. 
All right, so Stephen Davis had a question. Are the games going to be live on YouTube or on the page? How are they going to be broadcast? They're going to be broadcast all over. So it's going to be Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and actually we're actually looking at um, the thing called Sportscaster um, and, and other, and other uh, areas. And also the website and all that stuff we've got going on. So it's going to be multi-multi-platformed um, sporting event. And, that's, and that, that's something that y'all have done in a KBB because some people they don't do online events, so that hadn't been their deal. But y'all have been doing that on KBBT where you've been focusing on the angler and doing on the waters and and just hours and hours and a tremendous amount of content for those anglers, right? That's right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, you can you can get any KBBT you know uh, angler that's been on. I mean, Dan yourself is included. I mean, you know. When you, when you see, yeah, I mean, you, you see a very good deal of KBBT. That's what we're building off this platform. Uh, we're, so we're using the platform that we've already built and, and just kind of enhancing it and bringing this new level into it. Uh, we're still going to be doing KBBT. I mean, it's I, I think that format's fantastic. Um, That's but, actually, I'll jump to that question real quick, not to interrupt you. Um, yeah. That was something that probably 80% of the people I messaged that messaged me back it's, it's like two questions. Was KBBT still going to be around and were you going to continue to progress that platform? Oh, yeah. Cause it, it was perfectly timed and it worked very well. I didn't participate yep. cause it's not my thing, yep. but it like everybody that I know that I have a bunch of friends that did it. I mean, including Dan and everybody liked it. And then the second half of that question was why make this move now and have a new baby when you could put the, your foot on the floor with what you have and make KBBT something even more than it already is. That was probably one of the most asked questions. Well, think about it like this. KBBT is great, but it's limited. And I'll just be honest with myself, right? You're limited to the field. You're limited to 64. You're limited to, um, you know, just one or two tournaments or three tournaments of a year to where KFL is going to be a season. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, KBBT, the national championship is going to be in April. Well, then you're really not going to fish until the fall. And so what K- KFL allows this little buffer in between the KBBT National Championship and the T- KBBT qualifier that are going to be done in the fall. So the KFL is this filler of a season of a, of a, of a season of, you know, again, the league. And so it's going to go from June until the end of August. And then we jump right back into the KBBT qualifiers. So it's just kind of keep the ball rolling all the, way, all the way, all the way through the year. Yeah. So here, here's a question for Jamie. We don't want to leave him out. Well, here we have, uh, don't leave that guy out. Eric's yeah. coming on right now. Here we go. We got Eric too. So, so a question for you two. Uh, I know y'all have your teams already set up. How did you go about picking your teams? Because, because me, Eric, and Jamie, we're coaches, which just means we're like the leaders or the people at kind of the point of contact, the the person who's putting together the team and all that good stuff. So, so how did y'all pick your teams? Eric, go for it. Um, well, I got contacted by a, a team from another city asking me to be on, and that's really, like, I didn't know anything about it before they contacted me and sort of told me about it. And then uh, I had a couple other guys contact me and want to know if I want to put a, like, super team together. So we started working on that. Uh you know, one of those guys ended up dropping off, and then uh, I, I decided to start calling some uh, some of my buddies that I knew uh, might be interested, and um, just kind of 
but it's which, which Eric's buddies are much much better fishermen than <laughs> my buddies. So. Yeah. <laughs> These are like average, you know. Oh, my buddy down the road, he's got you know a John boat and some Shakespeare's. No, <laughs> we ain't scared. We ain't scared. <laughs> so what? So when is? Uh, well, Jamie, you go ahead first. How did you pick your team, man? Because I heard coaches doing all. All kind of different things. And if anybody is actually interested, and again, please ask your questions, like and share. Uh, we, we want to get all the answers out tonight that, you know, people want the information. But there's some people who are putting together a teams like doing a draft or doing like doing all different kinds of things. So that, that's why I asked that question. Yeah, with the, the one we've got going in Louisiana, it's we haven't officially finalized it yet because we're still waiting on the some of the other tournament dates to come out to see who can actually compete, who can't. But the way we're looking at it is to to get some good tournament anglers, but also get a couple of good locals that that know the water. Is you got to have the hammers. They yeah. might not be able to travel very much, but they're good sticks. I mean, Rodney Cannon's one of. Them. Yeah. So well, that's one big thing about this format that I that I do like is you can you know strategize. You know the guys that can't travel but can really put it down when you're at home. I mean, that could be the game. You know, if you suck that weekend, that could be great. So, and whenever you're thinking about like, we, we already figured out the three home bodies of water that we want to have, but, but like Jamie's saying, we have like, there's people, a couple of people on my team that most people never heard of, but they win angler of the year every year in our state. They win state classics. They, they're people who just don't travel and they don't do a national trail thing a lot of times because they have a family, yeah. but the, but whenever you're putting together, I think for me, why I wanted to do it and why I got interested is because it just, I love the strategy. There's a lot of things that this team format brings to it that other different kinds of fishing haven't been able to do before. Like we chose our three home bodies of water and you have to have a body of water that's only 400 acres. That's the minimum. We chose one that's 440. It's not on any maps. I, I promise whoever fishes us, that it is not on Navionics. It's not going to be on your map. So you're going to have to come down here and fish it. So that's a strategy that we went for one of our lakes. So it, it's, it definitely brings some different things into it. But Jimmy, go ahead, man. Rapid fire. Let's hit some questions. <laughs> All right. Um, one, one issue that a lot of guys had was, I mean, we know you did, you know, y'all done videos and broadcasts a little bit on it, talking about it, but a lot of the, the, you know, more serious tournament anglers that, talk to me were concerned about not being able to go click on something and read. And I know you're probably still finalizing your rules and ideas, but you know, they couldn't find anything like somebody I thought would be all in on this was like, I would be all in if you could tell me something about it. And I was like, well, yeah. I can't do that. So I'm yeah. sure that that's in the works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, you can't throw, you can't throw all the realities out right now because things are still going, you know, as, as they go. We're, we're little by little putting out things as we go along. We still, guys, I mean, look, let's be honest. This is not starting until June of next year, right? right. And, and so I can't put something together until I know who's in it, right? And so, um, you know, like going out and, 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 and basically saying, well, I've got – well, I'll, I'll tell you this. We are going to cap, cap teams at either 20 or 24. We're going to get ready to put a hard stop on that. We've got around 16 teams right now. We're going to stop probably at 20. That way we can manage it 
perfectly, not perfectly, but we can manage it over the first year. We can do 10 on each conference and then five, uh, four or five team divisions. Uh, that's what I'm thinking about doing. I don't know if I want to go to 24. We're definitely not going to go to 32. It's just too much for one year. You know what I mean? We want to grow and grow slowly. But once we get that final 20 in, um, then it's going to – then everything is going to come out, right? Everything's going to come out in terms of, you know, rules and sets and travel times. And we're working with a lot of different tourist groups and, and hotels and, you know, just trying to get all that. Together. Uh, I will tell you this behind the scenes, Jimmy, these teams have gotten marketing packages and sponsor packages and all sorts of stuff that they know what to do to get a team together and or marketing that I promise you not one single tour has ever given these anglers. I mean, it, it's the key to everything we need. So the guys who do need the guys who um, who need the information, have the information. Um, and again, everything's done kind of behind the scenes and, and, and they've been talked to one on one. And there's a, re- a lot of reasons behind that, um, because I'm, I want to vet the people who are going to be in the league. OK, I want to vet the people um, who are going to be part of this and who are who truly are in and who truly are out. And then you got some you got some yachts out there that's just trying to pull information, just to pull information. You know what I mean? So yeah, a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes. And then once that whole thing is um, is done, uh, then all the information will start coming out. So, okay. but the coaches, such as Eric and Jamie and Dan, all have the information they need to market to their teammates or their potential um, teammates, and uh, you know Sam and all these other guys. I mean. They have enough information to get things done. Um, so if somebody, let's say somebody is somewhere and they're thinking about putting together a team, what would be the steps that they need to do to get all the information for their team? Yeah, contact me directly. I want to talk to you first, okay? Um, as I said, we're, we're vetting these people out. I mean, you know, we're, we're making sure that they're serious, who they, you know, what kind of angler that they are. Um, you know, we really want to get an idea of, you know, the the who they're representing, uh, the towns that they're representing and just make sure that, that that's a good fit for us uh, as well as a good fit for them. And then, um, you know, again, we'll, I'll talk to them one on one and then we'll put them into, we have a group chat uh, and all the information is being um, spread through the private group group chat. And then, I, you know, I'll email them or, or send them information in writing that they need uh, to get things done. And so, you know, I've had many, many private messages and phone calls and, and stuff about it. If they need more information, so be it. And then also too, man, I mean, I'll follow up with, if you're interested in doing it, you know, at least once or twice a week, I'm following up on these guys. Are you serious about this? If not, I'm crossing you off my list. I got to move on. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's so, so what we could say with, like I said, I had a lot of net, a lot of the people's attitude. They were, you know, very interested, but it was they were kind of on the fence until they get the information. So sure. for now, I guess the best way you could say it was if you if you're not on a team and, you know, a team you were looking at's already got their team together, contact you directly. Yeah, and one another two, we don't want overlap spots. Like you know, like for instance, Eric's in Nashville. We're not going to put another Nashville team together. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to, right? Um, so we we've got to make sure that fits geographically what we're trying to do. Right. Um, again, think of it like the NFL, man. You know, um, you got to think of it kind of like that. You know, it it dilutes the marketing ability if we if we overlap teams in different spots. We try to of give them, we try to give them geographical um, advantages. So Andrew Graver here asks, will you make a minors division or like a triple A kind of division, maybe for lesser money, something like that? You know, man, that's a great question. I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, that, that that's a great goal. Um, that would be cool because we are going to cap cap the league at 32 teams. 
And then after that, if people want to kind of, you know, use the minor leagues, we are, I will say this, we are going to be working with um, colleges and some high schools and, um, you know, eventually, you know, ha have like that farm league, you know what I mean? Have, you know, kind of like baseball. I mean, Dan, you're, you're a White Sox fan, you know what I mean? Um, you know, right here, by the way, we're in the playoffs finally, <laughs> but um, they did get beat by Eric's Reds, though. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's a farm system and all that stuff. That's the ultimate goal. I mean, that would be awesome uh, is to have some like a like a farm system like that. It'd be, it'd be great. Awesome. And, uh, so Stephen Davis asks, when does money have to be turned in by? May first. And when are so you're going to do a draft? So Eric has this mega team. I have a team. Jamie has a team. When is everybody going to know who's on what team? December fifteenth. There you go. Merry so Christmas. Like a live draft show, right? Yeah, draft show. Yep, Thursday night. Yep, it's going to be starting at around 7 o'clock p.m., and we're going to do a draft of all the teams, and then it's going to be just a – everybody's going to find out. It's like a, you know, we're going to go from team to team to team. They're going to announce their teams, and, man, it's making a big old new thing. And trust me, some of these guys that are on these teams – <laughs> I mean, Eric's team is ridiculous. You know, yeah, they, I'm not even in this, and I'm worried about Eric's team. I think Eric's team, at least yeah. one person needs to live in the city. <laughs> <laughs> After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We're out of six. <laughs> so, Frankie. But I travel a lot anyways. Frankie Prevalone here, he asks, uh, Polyphrone, uh, old Slay Nation. He asks, will sponsors give the anglers teams or, anglers or teams money? That's going to be hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be teams. It, it's associated with the team. I mean, look, guys, here's the deal. Again, I go kind of go back on my experience, right? When you play baseball, I mean, we raised $11,000 at Cooperstown when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's no different concept of, of getting local sponsors to help facilitate the teams. I mean, we, you know, if, if um, you know, 13-year-olds can raise $11,000 to go to Cooperstown, I mean, it's all about how hard you work. And um, and who you know and developing those relationships and and things of that. So um, yeah, I mean it, you, you know you're gonna have to continue to, to pound doors and I mean worst comes to worst you pay for it yourself. But I mean that's 111 dollars per per angler per game. But that's not the goal. The goal is to get sponsors in, involved in your team to help you pay the bill and then you're fishing for free if not more. You know what I mean? So uh, again, that's the ultimate ultimate goal is to again look guys. You know, we're not anywhere near the NFL or at Major League Baseball level, but I mean, you know, you have the New York Yankees make a whole lot more money than the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, market's going to do better. I mean, you know, there's no reason, you know, why a, a stacked team that has already sponsors, uh, you know, that are associated with that angler cannot bring on uh, a, a team sponsor or sponsors to that team. Again, it, 
and the ROI is they're going to be able to see something, literally something that, I mean, honestly, a lot of the other, other tours just don't do. They don't broadcast their, 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 um, their events. I mean, they'll take a picture here and there and they might be having a, a picture in a magazine and, and so on and so forth, but this is live fishing MLF style, you know, or FLW style. I mean, they're going to see this live. They're going to be able to see their logos live. They're going to be able to see the social media aspect live and, you know, follow, you know, these, these anglers have followers and their followers have followers and uh, it's an exponential um, social media, you know, extravaganza, so to speak. So, um, it's something new. It's something innovative, but again, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different way to market. You got to think of it like that. It's, it's, a, it's a more integrated way of marketing the sport. And, uh, look, I said this before, you know, Gerald Swindle, and I hope Gerald's not watching this, but Gerald Swindle is an, I think he's a good fisherman. I don't think he's the greatest fisherman in the world, but he's a good fisherman, but he's one of the greatest pitch guys in the world. That's he can throw right. a Toyota truck like nobody's business, but how many tournaments have Gerald Swindle won here lately? You know what I mean? He's never won a tournament. Well, there you go. Zero. He's well, never won a. He's won Angler of the Year twice. He's never won a tournament. Well, he's gotten second like 12, 15 times, but he's never won a tournament. Well, there you go. But I mean, I would say you know, dollar for dollar, he's probably one of the most marketed um, fishermen that there is. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, you know, it's it's all about that, man. It, it, it's, it's remember I told you the 60, 40 rule and uh, you know, you do have to perform. I think, you know, I think performance is a part of it, but um, it, it's about, uh, about how, how you go about and develop those partnerships and the relationships. Okay. Kind of going off what Todd's saying here, what's currently, what's the payout look like? So the payout right now is okay. So the way it's going to work, this is without any sponsors. Okay. Um, it's going to be about $720 for the winner of each game. It's winner take all uh, for the, and again, it's up to the teams who decide to how they want to pay out. And right now the pot, we also take out some money for the pot for the playoffs. And, and, and there's about 23,000 or so dollars for the pot. Uh, and that's going to be divvied up between, um, you know, the first and second place uh, winner. So, you know, basically it's going to be like $18,000 for the winning team. And my goal my goal as the league is to, you know, triple that as much as I can. And then also as a league, it's profit sharing or, you know, it's going to be distributed to, to all the teams. So whatever the league makes, it's going to be divvied up between all the teams. And, you know, and, and again, we're, we got to do something to do our, our, our part to make sure that there's sponsors, you know, that, that are attributed to the league itself. Not only trying to get team sponsors, we're trying to get league sponsors and I'm trying to up that pot. So make that pot as big as it can be for the teams that are going to be competing for it. And then whatever's left over, it's going to be given back to the teams. So, Okay. Well, that was going to cover my next question was how would league sponsors benefit the anglers? That's an, that's another question. Guys are, you know, they, they're kind of on the fence about how the payout works with, you know, just the entry fees and the work they have to put in and everything yeah. like that. But uh, another big question was, you know, does, a league sponsor immediately make our payouts better, you know, oh, and then a, a, what could it be all the way down to per event or just, you know, for the, the ending. I believe you need to work for it, man. I, I, I think, you know, I, I think you have to work towards something and I think the winners should be able to get that pot. Um, you know, we might sweeten it a little bit um, depending if, you know, the teams have to travel a lot more than what we thought it was. But I think, honestly, guys, I think, you, you know, I'm not all about socialism. I'm about competitivism. And I believe you need to go work for it. You know what I mean? So I think we can sweeten that pot. Um, 
Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. So, you know, I had other questions, but you, uh, you kind of covered it and all that. So it, just to recap on that, you know, it's, there's going to be marketing packages available and stuff like that, but it's up to the teams to come up with their sponsors to cover their, their entry piece and whether it's coming out of their pocket or, you know, Bob's hardware stores paying, paying your way. So uh, that was, you know, most, most of the, the questions were, were money-based. I mean, obviously people want to know what, what their money gets them. Um, a lot of guys that messaged me were like, I see what it's going to cost. And one, it was $666 an angler, which is kind of sketchy, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I need to like, up that a dollar. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I might have to go to like 40, 40, 40, 50 or something like that. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. what, what fees are you keeping? Are you keeping any money? No. Okay. We'll, 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 I mean, we KBBT. Listen, KBBT in itself, we actually go over, we're over 100%. We're like 103% because we cover a lot of the fees. You say, what's in it for me? Well, I mean, it's, it's a gamble on, on the future. It's a gamble on, you know, um, further better, bettering um, the business. And the business from our aspect will be coming from sponsors and stuff like that. But we don't take a single time from, from the anglers. I want to be on Team Eric Siddiqui. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to be on Team Eric Siddiqui. Yeah, <laughs> I got a team, but I want to be on Eric Alternate. Wait till they yeah. find out the, the rest of the team. I don't know. Yeah. How I, coach. I had everybody uh, contacting me wanting to run things, and then somehow I ended up being the coach of a team. So, But it's all right. I've always been better at uh, helping other people out than myself, so I think it'll be fun to try to you know pull together some good sponsors, and I think there's a lot of opportunity with this, so it should be yeah. fun. And Mike Morcone asks, what type of travel are we talking about? Are there teams around the country? How does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, we're trying to limit travel to six hours, um, you know, for the event. We're not trying to travel halfway across across the country um, for these, you know, divisional games and stuff like that. We're trying to keep it at a minimum. So that way you can get in on a a Friday night and then fish Saturday and then go home Sunday. Um, So, you know, we're not trying to, you know, make it so to where it's going to, it's going to, you know, kill you in terms of that uh, travel time. Now, when it comes down to the playoffs, you know, it's a whole different story. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's an advantage of having home field advantage, right? Like, you know, NFL, you know, you have home field advantage and stuff like that. So if you don't want to travel, then win. <laughs> and Andrew Graver asks, are, are you going to try to sell ad time for your And that, That's actually going to go into the next question I had was, um, what make how can you if an angler was to come to you about the marketing you know how can you guarantee me that what your plan is to market us as a team is better than any options that we already have that already are you know like a proven whether it's a trail or just whatever they've already got going on what would what would you say like like they just said would you be like well i'm you know we're selling ad time you know focused on your event you know we're going to do just Go go kind of over what your marketing scheme of that would be for like for like the media. How will people yeah, we know fair. that they're gonna see them on the stream, but just no, sweeten that, that up the best you can. That's a fair question, and that's a great question. I think we've already proven that with KBBT. We're gonna use that exact same platform. I don't think there's any other platform guys that, uh, right now that has marketed the angler more so than us. And I'm I'll be I'll stand on that hill. We have done about just as good a job as anybody taking that angler and making it angler-centric first. Um, there's no doubt. I mean, I've, I've traveled across the country, you know, personally to, to showcase every angler I can. 
Um, you know, we've done everything we can. In fact, we're going to ratchet that up even more so with the KFL. And, you know, with, um, again, being able to profile, we're going to keep angler stats. I've already got a, like a football card company that's going to do like these. I was just about to say player cards. Crap, man. I mean, it's going to be funny. But I mean, you know, and then again, um, you know, each team is going to be responsible for their own websites and selling their own apparel and all that stuff. I mean, and all that's going to be hyperlinked into the league. And so, yeah, I mean, because look, here's the deal. Without players, you don't have a league, right? I mean, the league has to be player or angler centric. Um, you know, that's the whole thing. It, it, you've got to be able to, you know, showcase. And, and look, the NFL is famous because of their players, right? I mean, I don't watch the NFL to watch Roger Goodell, for God's sake. You know, I watched the NFL to, you know, well, I used to watch the NFL to, you know, to look at my team, my players and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be marketed the same as any other league out there. I mean, it, it has to be back to the angler. And, yeah, we will be selling ads. We're, we're going to be running commercials and all that stuff. I mean, it's it, we have podcasts. We're going to do pre-game game shows. I mean, you're going to feel like a celebrity. You're going to feel like an absolute celebrity when it comes to this. And um, we want you you know, we've charged the teams to go out to their local communities, go out to a Bass Pro Shop, go out to a Cabela's or whatever, set up a tent, sign autographs, you know, give out apparel. I mean, develop a fan base, tell them to watch live. You're, you're going to be pitching live on, you know, the, the, the different platforms. Treat yourself like a, you know, like a legit professional. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, like a celebrity. I mean, you know, it's all about how you look at yourself and how you treat yourself. And so, um, today, I can't afford to go back tomorrow. What what was that, Eric? I said I was a bass pro today. I can't afford to go back tomorrow. Todd asked for Eric and Jamie, what was a part of the what got y'all interested? Like y'all can obviously fish all kind of different tournaments. There's a lot of them out there. Why KFL? Why are y'all doing it? Well, I started with, uh, you know, I was on board with the KVBT since the beginning. And I know Greg, you know, he's doing what he thinks is the best way to help, you know, kayak fishing. He wants to grow it. And I know yeah. that, you know. I was in the first one, too. It was, it, it's fun. Yeah. And it's it's a good time. You know, uh, KVBT got tough with me when I started, you know, traveling and, you know, with all the tournaments and everything. But I, I still think it's great. And, uh, and it's good, you know, the way they do all their, you know, broadcasting and talking to the anglers and everything else. I think that's awesome. And I think that's what one of the big things that the sport needs. So, so when, when he pitched, you know, this, this idea and everything, and I learned how it all worked, I thought it sounded pretty cool. And I think, I really think there's a lot of opportunity there, especially to get some of those sponsors outside of fishing that, you know, we haven't really been able to nail down, you know, that, you know, kind of open it up to them once they, you know, see what what it's about and kind of bring that to them i think that'll open it up for some more some bigger individual sponsorships you know in the future so, so that's kind of what got me excited about it jamie i'm just trying to support all the uh the local strip clubs here so Oh, I need one of the sponsors on his jersey to be a strip club that's like oh, a tussler or something. That'd yeah, be great. I, I think you're losing a pinchers, man. Now, with the I've been competing with the KBBT since it started, too, and I really like the format. 
like all the people involved. I mean, Greg came down here and hung out with us for a couple of days, fished with us for a weekend. So yeah, me too. it's a good opportunity for the anglers. Oh, I think we lost him for a second. Currently already are. So going to next year with COVID, we don't know what we're going to do. So, right. I mean, she, uh, this way we can pick three home games, three pretty local games. So can't can't beat it. So why not give it a shot? That's kind of like what I thought about it was some of the bigger events. And and man, I, I'm fishing Hobie in a couple of weeks. I, I'm this. I'm going to fish O's. I'm not putting those down in any way, but the it, it seems like you can say, maybe save up a little bit more money because you only have three home games that are going to be local. And then whenever you do travel, you're traveling with a group, so you're always guaranteed to have a house or, you know, you can do Airbnb, whatever it's going to be. But uh, somebody you else... You pay your cards, right? Get your sponsor to pay for that too. That's well, right. I, I mean, our, our goal, honestly, I think for my team, our goal up front was just to pay for the four grand at like as a minimum to start there. And then next year we, we want to be able to show that everybody's talking about ROI return on investment of what we can show the sponsors. And we want to, for my team, we want to under under promise and overperform the first year and shoot for that four grand or a little bit more to cover expenses. And then next year, see what we can do. And, and see how we can help it grow. So that, that was kind of our goal. I know if you have a mega team like Eric that, you know, who knows how much you're asking for. Man, you might be able to take a loan out from his sponsors. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. If, hey, if you have any sponsors that like that, uh, you know, that you're, you've got too many. Yeah, my jersey don't fit anymore. Pass one down. You know, yeah, one, one of the guys on my team. Oh, go ahead, Eric. The first team that contacted me actually told me that uh, it would be – Everything would be covered already. Expenses, you know, the four grand, everything. They already had the sponsors, you know, in line to do that. So that sounded pretty good to me. So now, uh, I mean, I think it's guys the limit for any team, really. You just just depends. It's all about who you know, you know, and you could pull those local sponsors or sponsors for for that city, and and you, you don't really know who might be able to pull some some really great sponsors uh, to take care of their teams. Right. Yeah, we had like we have a group chat for my team. Um, sent me a a sponsor deal, the uh, website for Waffle House. He wants me a Waffle House sponsorship. Like every every time we travel, we have breakfast every morning. That sounds like uh, tin cup, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're gonna, see, you're gonna see like a West Coast team follow Greg Blanchard and get a big beer sponsor in. Oh yeah, Sierra Nevada, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. <laughs> that, that was a that, question. If that was the only sponsor I got, I would be perfectly Ooh. okay with that. Be like, yeah, done. Okay. Any chance? Oh man, so I saw that out west. Listen, we are dying to get some teams out west. Is this? We are working with this team: Idaho, Utah, Colorado. Um, you know that whole northwest area. If we were to get a teams or team uh, a team out west like Cal- uh, California, it would be impossible to do because no one's going to travel out to California just to go for one team. We would have to get four teams, you know, uh, as a division or five teams as a division out in California to make all that work. So, you know, California is a huge state like Texas. Um, so there would have to be multiple teams to have that work, and then from the playoffs, then it, it would be, um, you know, it, it would be a travel uh, ordeal. So. 
Um, that's the only concern I have about because I mean, just just from the geographical um, situation, you know, we would love to have California. We would love to have the West Coast, but it would have to be just more than just one team. It'd have to be like four or five teams. No, Jimmy. All right. Well, moving on, the next I kind of categorized what everybody's questions were. So the next big thing that was talked about the most was scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing you could hit was, you know, scheduling conflicts with you know the the big three of your other series. Um, and, and my question, this is probably the only question I actually had part in. I kind of just took everybody else's on. Um, how do you get around the conflict? And then even once you get around scheduling conflict, you've got guys that have these big teams put together, but maybe these the guys on their teams are still, you know, working their day jobs and only have so much leave. So how do you get around it and ensure your teams still get to have their, their players? You know, like what, what's your thoughts on that or your yeah, strategy? Yeah, so we kind of thought that out. So here's the thing: I've already contacted AJ, I've already contacted Steve Owens, and then Chad Hoover. I, you know, we're trying to get all the 2021 um, schedules together, and we will listen. We we understand our place, guys. I mean, we we understand where where we belong. You know, um, so we will be scheduling around the national events. Okay, I can't promise anything for local events. It is what it is. But the national oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna schedule around it. So if the guys are chasing AOIs or whatever, it's not fair to the anglers who are part of the league. To, to make a choice between, you know, um, you know, a league game versus the actual AOI situation with, you know, Hobie or Bass or K, uh, KBF. So, yeah, we will work around that. It's going to extend out our season a little bit, but I think that's going to be a minor, um, you know, a minor, uh, basically. Uh, Not really a setback, but just a. Yeah, a little setback, yeah, to, to extend it out more than just 10 weeks that we thought about. But, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be better for everybody if we do that. Um, and then in terms of um, guys that are not able to travel or, or what have you, uh, I mean, you got to remember, there's only three weeks that they have to travel, right? right? There's six guys that are on the team, but they're allowed to have two other replacements of, you know, that they can switch, switch in and out. So there's six guys on the team, but two alternatives or alternates that are going to be on that, on, on that deal. So, again, I think with that's really eight players that they can play with. If they can't make that work, then they just forfeit the game. It is what it is. Right. Um, so, it kind of becomes to at that point, it's, you know, you, you've got to, you're taking the risk with this. The angler has to take the risk as well. Like, do you put your, put it in this basket or the other, you know, are you, are you all in with KFL or are yeah. you more focused on chasing AOI or yeah, you know, a, a, a two day tournament with a big payout? Of course. And again, and again, I mean, that's why, you know, we've contacted, you know, I, mean, I can tell you Hobie and, and Bass don't quite have their uh, schedules up. And so it was like, well, I want to see the schedule for KFL. I mean, all I can tell you is going to start in June. It's going to end sometime in August, and I don't know the schedule until those schedules come out, right? That's You know, that's one thing that a lot of the questions guys are asking me, I was kind of – I'm not at all affiliated. I was able to answer it with a simple, well, they're still figuring all this out. You know, they just kind of got this going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that it's kind of like, you know – the, the schedule for the NFL doesn't come out until April 1st. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take some time um, for, for that schedule to come out. But again, I think people are eager just, eager just to have us release everything all at once. And, you know, just kind of like this explosion of information, we're strategically not doing that because again, we have to put together the pieces, you know, we have, we have the concept down, right. We have, you know, and, and trust me, we're thinking about how everything can go wrong. But we're also thinking about how everything can go right and what the benefits of everything going right would be would look like. And so what we're trying to do is, 
Let's go ahead and get teams together. That's the first thing that we have to do. And once that happens, we get the teams together. Now the marketing machine can take over. I've got these right. teams, and these markets, and these players, and I can market the crap out of these guys and and facilitate. You know, uh, I have a marketing budget I want to try to reach, and it's my job over the winter and then early spring to go after it. And you know, I've already paid for a booth at the Great Outdoor Show up in Harrisburg. We're going to go to ICAST. We're going to do everything we can to meet, greet, shake hands, kiss babies, you know, and, and, and develop partnerships and relationships. And that's what business is all about. It has to be give and take for both sides. There has to be benefits on both sides. And what we can offer, and, and not only that, show how awesome, awesome the sport is um, from, from a team concept as well as an individual concept. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fun, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge challenge. It's a huge undertaking. Um, but man, I'm ready for it. You know what I mean? And I've got guys, you know, like Eric and, and um, Dan and, and, and Jamie and Sam and all these other guys that are excited about it. And we're not in this just by ourselves. We're in this all together because again, rising tides lifts all boats, man. And look, if it fails, it's on me, man. I'll take the blame. You know what I mean? I'll be the punching bag. And, but you know what? That's just, that's part of it. I, I don't think it's going to fail. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. no, it- what days will the games be on? Saturdays. There you go. Alrighty. So uh, that was about it with the scheduling. Cause I mean, there's not really too much. It was, the, it was the just conflict. People want to make sure they can fish everything they want to every opportunity they have and make sure they're not having to. And, and obviously it's a hard task to do. I mean, you see it with just those three national trails. They, they still have dates that cross up. I mean, there's 52 weekends in a year. Yep. And, it just happens and it's going to happen. I mean, even with you doing what you're doing, something will happen. Something, a storm will blow through. Something may get rescheduled on top of you or Never vice know. versa. Right. It's, you can't fix, it's not possible like yep. at all. So Wait, we're, at, we're at outdoor sport. Things happen. Guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? COVID may show up again and ruin everything <laughs> all over again. Oh, so, COVID 2020. Oh, no, man. God, I'm ready for this year, Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not Heather, but Heath Barkley asked, will there be camera kayaks following the anglers? Yeah, absolutely, man. So we're going to ask – we are going to ask, um, you know, the, the guys that are not fishing, the other two uh, anglers that are to be our camera guys. And if we can, great. If they can't, then so be it. But uh, we, we've got – we've got um, – we're going to have meetings and we're going to work out the whole uh, broadcasting thing. We also want fans to come out, man. We got, you know, we're working here in Stafford, you know, um, our local Washington Warhawks. You know, we're, we're encouraging, you know, kids, and dads, and moms to come out in kayaks and watch us fish, you know what I mean, on a home game, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, and, and take pictures and all that stuff and, you know, just be a part of it, be a fan of, you know, like those are fans and stands, right? You know, but instead they're on kayaks and they're just going to watch us fish. So, you know, so that, that would be something that I would be interested in because I, I think this is a great opportunity to get some really good on the water shot from like, you see like the picture that Eric has behind him, like is, is what I would vision as what we need more of. And you just don't have people like that. I mean, not everybody's got a Scott Butcher following them around with a giant camera. You know, (laughs) this, this gives you like my wife, my wife's really good at it. And I've, I've talked with her. We've got her boat now. And I was like, you know, it'd be great for you just to go. You don't like to fish, but you could come follow me fishing this, you know, having these guys, I mean, you'll be stretched out on a body of water, but you know, put in a little bit of legwork running around or, you know, maybe cover. You could, like you said, if it's your other two guys, they're part of the team. So maybe your sponsor covers their travel expense too. And they're just your media guy. Yep. So that's, that's definitely a, a cool, 
cool aspect of it. Yeah, add in a little money to bring more content. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll sleep on the couch and I'll take pictures. You know. Yep. (laughs) Deal. You're hired. (laughs) I got too much going on already, dude. So, Greg. Yeah. Sorry, man. I I saw Heather. My bad. uh, Something in the comments. But Greg, what uh, what about like MVP, Angler of the Year, Angler of the Week? Are, Are you doing stuff like that? Yeah, we are. We're keeping stats. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna keep stats uh, just like that. We're gonna announce the MVP. We're gonna we're gonna announce you know I mean Rookie of the Year and all that stuff as we go along and you know stuff like that. So yeah, I mean I mean it's gonna be league formatted you know league awards you know after after the season's over. We're gonna keep all those stats and um, yeah, I mean it's legit and we're looking at a we're looking at a, a program um, uh, you know with Turning X and then we're also looking at another program that already keeps those stats. Um, right there. I mean, it's going to be pretty, pretty amazing uh, above and beyond even what um, we've been looking at. So, um, you know, it's all ciphered through a, a spreadsheet and, and we'll be able to throw up graphics and, and, and show different things. And it's going to be cool, man. You know, we're working on these angler bios and media decks and all that stuff for these guys. And, you know, again, once we facilitate these teams, man, it's just going to be incredible. We're going to work, you know, work on TV graphics or, you know, how, how we're going to do the graphics and stuff like that on, on online and, it's going to be professional production as much as we can. And, you know, I'm consulting with a couple other people right now um, in regards to all this. And uh, we can't do it ourselves, man. It's going to have to be a team effort. But um, it's, it's, I'm, something that you'd be laid up on the phone to talk about AFL with somebody about something. So. so is that something that you'd be looking like league sponsors? Would that be going more so to anglers only or would you be using that to help with all of your your marketing call because all this costs money either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the league sponsors are going to help pay pay for some of that as right. well. Um, yeah, again, we have a marketing budget of, of what we what we think it's going to cost to facilitate all that. I mean, you know, we we got to travel or we have to do all these different things and trophies and all that stuff that we have to pay for and websites and you know, um, I mean, trust me, I've already spent out probably about almost three thousand dollars in programs. Um, you know, for you know, the KFL and um, a trademarked it. That's a thousand dollars. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, so, uh, yeah, I had a guy try to steal the, the trademark already. And um, so oh. you know, crazy stuff like that, man. And, um, you know, didn't waste no time. No. And that's something a lot of people miss. Then you see it even down on the local level is no matter what kind of event or how it's run is there's a cost because at some point when it gets so busy, you have to put a price on your time. You know, you can't do this for free forever. You know, if it's keeping you away from your family, you know, you can't, it, it all boils down to, it's going to call something, whether you pay yourself $5, you know, you have to value you. That's something that it's been kind of hard for me to figure out. Cause I'm, I'm doing like the bass state level stuff. And, you know, I talk with Steve Owens and stuff and he's like, dude, this is a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of leg work. You're going to be the guy behind it. You need to, make yourself, you know, it, you're worth something, you know, people have to understand that. And I, and I see it too many times where a lot of the anglers are like, well, he paid himself. So that's not a hundred percent payout. But yeah. But if, if I didn't do this, you wouldn't have this. Yeah. I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, there's, there is, there's cost involved. Um, you know, we're, this is not a 501 C3 charity. I mean, there is, you know, it's, there's obviously going to have to be a payout somewhere somehow. Um, you know, Right now, we're just look. I, I believe businesses take about three years, excuse me, for for things to really start going. And you know, look, the NFL makes 
a freaking lot of money. Roger Goodell makes $20 million a year for a reason. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, now, I mean, obviously, again, I'm not trying to compare ourselves to the NFL, but, you know, these players get paid a lot of money. You know, there's a lot of money that's cycled through in and out. It, all, all, You know what the NFL is? The NFL is a content marketing machine. Yeah. Okay? It provides content. It sells marketing. Major League Baseball, it provides content. It sells marketing. Well, guess what fishing is, guys? It's content to outdoorsmen who watch the product. And guess what we're trying to do? Sell marketing. If, if, if it wasn't, there would be no reason for stuff stickered all over your your boat, your kayak, your truck. That's it. That's it. And look, I'm not all business guys. Look, I love to catch fish. I'm a fisherman first. And then, you know, then a business guy. I've been in business for over 25, 30 years now. I mean, I I live in Washington, D.C. I rub elbows with the best, some of the best businessmen and politicians in the, in the country. It makes you puke sometimes. But, you know, there, there's a game to play. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, take this to a next level. And that's what we're trying to do. And, and I've talked to many of the heavy hitters in this sport, and we've all had the same um, kind of, we're all on the same page here. This sport is ready to go to a next, to another level. It's, it's ready to go, um, you know, to a, to a level, I think where we can take it a lot more serious and get it up to at least compatible with the boats like MLFs and, and, and the and FLWs and stuff like that. Um, one of the things about that guys though, I want, I want to be careful about doing is not to overpromise something and, and un, under deliver like Dan was talking about. Right. Jimmy, look, I mean, look, let's be honest. Let's talk about from the from the very aspect of, of what we do. Guys, we're gambling, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all we're doing. It's legalized gambling, right? Uh, the bath boat guys, maybe 10% of them make a living doing what they're doing. But they all call themselves professionals. They all put their stickers on their chest. They all have stickers on their boats, and they're, they're called professional anglers. But – um, I don't know if you ever watch Bass Talk Live, you know, with Mark right. Jeffries and all these guys. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. You know, uh, you know, Mark Jeffries was very concerned and still very concerned about the, the the payouts for these bass boat guys. You know, and and it's a zero sum game. You know, and 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 again, all they're doing is putting in forty thousand dollars. It it costs forty thousand dollars per year to play the MLF game or you know the FLW game. And, um, you know, not to mention your boat and travel and all that other stuff. And it could be $150,000 by the time you, you get into it. How many of those guys break even? Very few for sure. Not many. Not many. No. But guess, do they call themselves professional anglers? Oh, of course. Can they live off what they're making? Not really. Like you said, maybe maybe 10% if you sit and really think about it. Off tournament winnings, right? You know, where you know where they're making their money from? Marketing. Sponsors. So yeah. let's uh, let's act Jamie and Eric here. Get get y'all back in. What's what so what's your team names that start with that? Have y'all figured them out? I know Eric has. <laughs> yeah, we're still working on ours here in Louisiana. <clears throat> the the Cajun babies or the uh we gotta get it keep it PC. That's the hard part. That's the the, the 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 Louisiana Rougarou. That wouldn't be a bad one, actually. Yeah. Quick Eric. trade market. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nashville Shiners. Right. Nice. What's yours, Dan? The Alabama Hammers. We got made fun of on a uh, KVN. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I promise. 
uh, that hey, video was great. That, that freaking video was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if, if nobody's ever seen it, we have some dude here. I know he's around the country. Some he's a uh, my uh, Slocum Slocum Law Firm. You know, one of those like ambulance chaser guys, and he's got a Mike Slocum, the Alabama Hammer, and he's like. Uh, I'm here to get the big bucks. And he's like shooting deer. And yeah, so his commercials are ridiculous. So that was part of it. Iron City, Iron. Like we have the Vulcan that's holding up like an arrow, but it's all like steel and our, you know, animals. Like the local, uh, we, we went with like a uh, soccer kind of, you know, more of a crest than uh, like a regular animal. Yeah, like the, the Birmingham Legion or whatever. Yeah, the, with the Birmingham Legion, they have like an anvil and a hammer. You know, it, it kind of all went together. <laughs> we're, the, we're the Washington Warhawks, so it's uh, it looks pretty good. Sounds pretty badass. Yep, Heath Eric is the leader of the Nashville team. Man, I can't wait to see all the names that roll out on that one. <laughs> December fifteenth, man. So where where's your like where is y'all's home lake going to be like Kentucky Lake? We're still talking about that, but that's definitely one of the ones. We it's none of your damn business, man. <laughs> don't be, don't be map studying already, Dan. Because yeah, there's like a good chance I'll be in your division. What's that? There's a good chance that we'll be in your division. Right. Maybe we're working that out. Maybe, yeah. We're yep. Keep them north, and we'll be like below. They uh, might be west. Send them back yeah. to Florida. That's what it might, might be in Louisiana's uh, group. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have some, we have some hammers. Not them enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're listen, guys. We've got about as I said, we've got about sixteen teams. Uh, we're we're, we're probably going to cap it out this first year. Um, but if you're interested in, in doing so, just just give me a ring, man. Um, you know, if you're interested in doing it, we'll get you into the group chat. We've got the marketing information. You can um edit the the marketing information to um, your local marketers, put your own team in together. We'll help you with logo design, whatever you need, whatever you need done. Um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 I know it's new. I know it's not traditional. I know it's something that is not something that fishing has ever done before. And that's why there's a lot of questions. Um, but it's something that we're familiar with. And it's something at the end of the day, guys, it's fishing. You know what I mean? The fishing is the easy part the fun part is going to be getting a bunch of guys together or girls and, and traveling together, going on the road, getting on one body of water. Because you know what? KBBT has been hammered for not being able to say, oh, you're honey hole fishing and you're doing this and you're not fishing, you know, um, you know, the same body of water. All you're doing is going to honey hole after honey hole. Well, guess what? We're coming to your house. Okay. We're coming to your house, your lake, and we're going to put a whipping on you. <laughs> yeah. If you like it or not. Yeah, And so, you know, and oh we're going to watch everybody watching. You know, um, and, and everybody's going to be able to see Nashville. And you should see some of these names coming out of Nashville. And yeah. Chattanooga, too. Oh, and Chattanooga. Absolutely. And so um, I, I will tell you this. Down at the Tenvitational, we are um, we are almost close to looking at the deal to where we're going to have Nashville as a preseason game in February taking on the Florida team. And I will say this. The Florida team has one guy in particular that you were going to want to see. And that's Conrad Benetti. <laughs> He's on the Florida team. And Nashville, um, obviously, I would love to see some of these guys on this team take on Conrad Benetti. And let's see. You know, let's see. On a, on a neutral body of water in Florida, 
Who's who has what it takes, man? I I think I, I know where to put my money on that one. I like, I'll tell you right now. I love some Florida fishing. Like oh, I do too. I've been to Okeechobee, Harris Chain. I mean, St. John's. I love all that, man. That'd be good too. Yep. Let's quit the talking. Let's quit the you know the yapping and uh, let, let's let's see, let's see it actually happen. So this could be a lot of fun. So somebody asked this question again. When will the teams be announced? December fifteenth. Well, no, we're, no, I mean, in terms of the, those are the teams, the individuals on the team. We're already sending out the teams, like the names and the cities and the, and the logos and stuff like that. We're already announcing those. But the actual team names won't come out until December fifteenth. And where, where can they find all this online? Go to KFL on um, or Kayak Fishing League on Facebook. Um, we are putting together um, the, the the website now. It's going to be kflfishing.com. Um, right now it's just a skeleton, but that's going to be the, the website. Uh, you can also go to KBBT. We're, we share everything that the KFL does. Each team is going to have their own Facebook group. Uh, I know the Indianapolis Knights have a Facebook page. The Washington Warhawks have a Facebook page. Um, and, you know, and as we go along, these teams are going to have their own Facebook pages and stuff like that. So, but just keep in mind, uh, we're, we're doing everything we can on the KFL kayak fishing league, uh, Facebook page. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there will have Instagram and all that stuff. So all the social media, um, content will be covered, you know, through, you know, Facebook, your, t- your typical social media means. So, yep. Good deal. Awesome, dude. Well, I've got one final question. Oh, that was a big one. Yep. And it's one that's kind of speaks to me. Sure. Fight me, Dan. But uh, do you think so? With with money being the root of evil, as anybody would say, do you think taking kayak fishing to this level, getting you know big sponsor dollars, all this will take away the the purity that everybody talks about with kayak fishing? Why they come from a boat to a kayak to dodge the the hate and you know people getting sour about everything? I mean, it still happens in our sport, but as a whole. Kayak fishing is, you know, everybody talks about the camaraderie and, you know, we accept anybody and everybody until you run your mouth, basically. But, you know, do you think we lose that by doing this? No, I don't. And and the reason why I say is that is this because this is for the hyper competitive person, you know, the, the guys that have done this for years. I mean, the guys that have, you know, and, and the girls that that love the competition. And I, I love the, the kayak community just as much as everybody. And you still have that, um, that kind of feeling, um, with your local groups. I, I feel that more with the local groups than I do a national level. Um, you know, the national level is a little bit more hyper intense when it comes to that, because at the end of the day, look, when you go to a national level event, it's great to have the camaraderie, everything like that. I told somebody else, I, I told somebody this today, um, I'm going to the national championship here down in Gunnersville. Okay. I love the camaraderie, but I'm not going down there for camaraderie this time. I'm going down there to win a hundred thousand dollars for whatever, it, you know, that prize money is. Okay. I'm not there to, you know, hang out with my buddies, drink a bunch of beer and have a good time on the lake. I'm there for keep my head down and fish the best I know how and, and, and try to win as much money as I can. Okay. Now, after it's all said and done. Yeah. So be it, man. You know, we'll, we'll go and hang out all that stuff. But this is competition at, at its best. And again, the camaraderie and, 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 the, and the purity of the sport like you talk about is with the team itself. That's why you go out and, and, and form the team is being able to have the camaraderie and, 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 and the purity of the sport and being able to figure out and breaking down a lake and, and, and enjoying it as, um, 
you know, as, as a team. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Here's the deal. <laughs> I was talking to Conrad Benetti on, on my podcast. Conrad Banana. Yeah. Sorry. On, on a podcast. And there's days like today, I'll get out in the water, and all I want to do is chill, relax, and have a good time. Okay? But most times, when I get on the water and I get in my kayak, I want to rip the soul out of a bass's throat. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the I want to. It's me versus beast and me versus nature, and I want to beat the tar of that bass. You know what I mean? And try to figure them out. That is the comp, the competitor in me. Okay, so we can have both. We can have you know the purity of the sport and the the nostalgia of the sport, so to speak, and and you know the whole experience of kayak fishing as it being you know the outdoorsman and watching bald eagles play and all that stuff. But I think majority of these anglers, like Eric Siddiqui, when he goes to an event, I don't think he's in there to go see Bald Eagles play. Okay, I think he's there to go freaking beat 149 other guys and take their money. Right now, I, mean, I could be wrong, but that's the ultimate goal. That's why you go out and travel, you know, 1,500 and you know, 1,700 miles, and and um. You know, you're trying to you try to win it, man. I I don't know if any I don't know if any competitive kayak fisherman that just goes just to have a bunch of fun. I think that every competitive kayak angler goes yeah, out and freaking wants to beat the soul out of the bass and, and beat everybody that's that's there. If I'm one of the few. I don't. I'm competitive, but it's I will travel. Like my plans before COVID hit was I was going to be at every one of these events with these guys this year, and I have no concern or care about. You know, I've got to go up there and cash a check. I don't. For me, it's travel, see the country, meet these guys that are, you know, like Eric. That and like I had a chance to to meet Eric at the classic. You know, I've heard about Eric forever. We shared a booth. He's a cool guy. That's what it was for me. I mean, and maybe that develops, and as you a person develops, then it becomes about okay, I can do this. But I'm one of the few, I guess, that it's not about that for me. It's I want to travel. I want to see the world. Hang yeah. out with people in every great body of water that God put on this country, you know. So no, I did. No, I did that too this summer, man. I mean, I it was much more than just the fishing. It was going out and meeting all those all those folks and, and doing what you, exactly what you're talking about. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, when when it comes to competition, uh, I hit a different switch, man. I mean, maybe it's just me, but um, like when I played baseball, um, you know, when I went and traveled and all that stuff, man, it was. It was a job, and that was to get the job done, and that was the win. And I mean, no, winning's not everything, but you know, I don't know why you would enter an event and not try to win. I mean, that that's just not how I how, how I think, man. You know what I mean? Well, the experience is great, but man, I will put two hundred dollars into an event, two hundred fifty dollars into an event. Damn it, I want to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just money for me. I don't. No, I mean, everybody, yeah, it might not be for you. It's not for everybody, but yeah. Um, but again, this is for competitive people, man. This is, you know, this is again team sports. It's competitive, and you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just it's it's a it's a competition league, you know. Well, here we go. It's it's been an hour and fifteen minutes. We don't want to take up any more of your time. It's Dan's uh, bedtime, folks. We're sorry. <laughs> hey, I wake up early. What can I say? I'm I'm an old man. The uh, yeah, so uh, uh, you know, Jamie, Eric, Greg, thank you for being on. Uh, any, any parting words, anything else you want to say before we go? No, shoot, anytime, man. I got yeah. more. Here come the raging Cajuns and the Nashville Shiners, yeah, right? All right, the Caddo Killers.
Uh, I don't know. The Raging Cajuns actually sounds pretty good. I like that. the Red Red River Raiders. I'll take royalties on that. Oh, hey, Greg! I got some info when we came into this podcast. For a thousand dollars, I can get you a spot on Gunnersville. <laughs> He said it was just an area just teeming with giants. <laughs> giants. He's, uh, he's, he's taking, taking bids. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll talk to y'all for too long. And if you have any questions about KFL, contact Greg. Hey, Jimmy, uh, thank you guys for the time, man. You know, I lo- love talking to you guys. You guys do a great job, and uh, you keep up the great work. Well, no, man, we're, I'm glad we got to have you on and let you really break. Because, I mean, I learned a lot about it. And uh, all the questions you had an answer for, which is great, because there was just so much that was kind of something somebody said was there's just too much unknown. So now I feel like now there's not. So this will get this posted. I think it'll reach even more people. and. Now everybody knows who who's the man to contact and what what it's all going to be about. And today, Paddling Finn hit two hundred thousand uh, podcast listens. Not not including YouTube, the YouTube uh, different videos that we have and the live stream, but two hundred thousand just podcast plays in two years. That's awesome! Congratulations, man! Yeah, we we did a hundred thousand, and I think what was it six months? Yeah, that's a lot. Of this. It took like a year and a half to get a hundred thousand in the last six months, been a hundred thousand. So it's kind of yep. It's gonna it's gonna take off like you no one else's business. And you know what? Next year you're gonna have a ton of content to cover. So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to start like a, a, another segment if that would be something hard to believe. We've only got like eight segments right now. We should we can always make another room for some more. Yeah, we need like a show or like a crappie show. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. But all right, guys. Well, thank you for being on, and we'll talk to you for long. I'll see you Thanks, guys. guys. Take right. care. Well, there we go. All right, let's talk about these tournaments. It's uh there's a few last week. Um, not uh, a lot of them were smaller. Uh, I guess towards the end of the year, people are getting ready for hunting season. People and that- one of them that you're going to talk about was a grind, from what I saw. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, first up, you had the KBF Southeast Region event on Lanier. Man, day one Saturday, yeah, you had uh, Joshua Bolts. Day one, he had 85 inches. Saturday Mill, is his name Saturday? If so, that's awesome. Saturday Mill, he's not, you know, he's not Tuesday Mill. He's Saturday Mill. I'm Friday Dan. But uh, his <laughs> 84 and a half. And then Jody Queen again, 82 and three quarter. Day two, yeah. Uh, Corey Dreyer with 86 and three quarter. Joshua Bolts dropped down second and he went up a half an inch. So he even caught more. Um, and then Charles Miser with third with 85 and a quarter. Then you had Oklahoma Cack Anglers. They had a huge tournament on 10 killers, 72 anglers, biggest one of the week. Um, Josh Barlow first, 85 and three quarter. And Nathan Hen- Henhorn, Henthorn with 85 and a half. And Chris Metcalf with 84 and a quarter. Buckeye Cack Fishing Trail on, can't say the name, Pi Mat Ung. P Y M A T U N I N G. Dude, I'm from Mississippi. Quit messing with me. Pi Mat Tuning. You know, I have degree. I have three degrees. Isn't that sad? Don't tell everybody that. You're making it worse for yourself. My school's were suspect, though. 
but uh, <laughs> 29 anglers. Colton Hutchinson with 51 and three quarter. Jason Isaacs with 50 and a three quarter. And Alex Miller with 50 and a quarter. And then the KBBT, they, they had, they're having their bracket, got down to Elite Eight. And that's Ross Pinkerton, Chris Delgado, uh, Rolando Naden, uh, Jeff Eisen, Mark Coates. Again, he won Mark. last time. Uh, new canoe. Uh, Doc Acosta, Dwayne Taft, and Larry Anderson. They're Elite Eight. Congrats to them. Then there was a Spro Frog tournament on Gunnersville, uh, 42 anglers. Wish I could have been there. You were up there. I, I miss registration, but I know for a fact I had big fish and I, I, I could have probably, if I couldn't have beat Randall, I could have got up there with him. Yeah. Randall Wallace uh, just joined dugout team. Congratulations to him. He also won the Alabama Bass Nation, uh, our tournament, you know, well, Jimmy's tournament there. Um, uh, and he has to be one. I mean, he's one of the top frog anglers in the country. But Randall Wallace, congrats to him. Uh, nice guy. Josh Counts, second with 86 inches. And Gene Jensen, the fluke master himself, 83 inches and third. Well, he had uh, big fish in that one. Did he? Yeah, I think uh, it was 21 and a quarter. Oh, wow. So you inch and a half, huh? Oh, yeah. When I, I did, I, I messed with Randall. When I caught that fish, I sent it to him because he was in first. And he had been like, I watched the standings all day. And he had been just quarter inch upgrades each time. And I, I sent him that at like one thirty, and was like, Hey buddy, <laughs> he, he just, you're not in this, right? I was like, nah, <laughs> I miss registration, but you're lucky. Randall. I was going to take your crown. <laughs> and that's for anybody that doesn't know. He repeated, he won the fro, the Spro frog tournament on Gunnersville last year. Oh, okay. So that's his tournament now. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Carolina kayak anglers had their gate city classic 41 anglers. Dustin Matthews, 92 and a quarter. Uh, Ricky Rowland with 84 inches. And Keith McGee, 81 inches. Uh, next up, Moyak on Stockton Lake, 57 anglers. Dorman Hughley, 89 inches. Lance Burris, that guy is having a crazy year. I mean, every week he's in the top three of a tournament. Uh, 86 and a quarter. And DJ Williams, 81 inches. And last but not least, Syak Southern Indiana Yak Anglers Club had their championship. Uh, 14 championships we always go down in numbers uh 14 anglers five fish tournament but no one caught five fish uh first plate matt Kiefer had 53 and three quarter with four fish second third both had three fish brian sparks with 45 inches and brant sharp with 43 and a quarter so congrats to all the winners that's a tough tournament but uh and thanks to our guests tonight uh jamie eric and greg Good show, getting out some information. A little bit different than what we usually do, but just there was a lot of people didn't know what it was, hadn't heard about it or whatever else. And obviously, I mean, I was I was blown away by it was it was two answers. You know, they were in and worried about you know money and scheduling, or yeah. I have no clue about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, that make this makes this show even more make more sense. So, yeah, and it's there's some choices that he made to do it this way rather than, you know, to put the information, have a fact sheet kind of, you know, he did it in a way that a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people have taken issue with or think it wasn't the right way to do it, or they weren't consulted on it. Or some people just 
they're not going to like it or whatever, but Greg has done it a certain way and he's, you know, that's the way he's going to do it. And, but I'm signed up, I'm going to do it and our team's going to do it and hopefully it works, you know, and hopefully it becomes something first year you can, you know, you got to keep expectations low. So we'll see. Either way, it's yep. going to be hard to beat that Shiners team. So, but we're going to give a shot. We we have some. I'm telling you, whenever I put out my team, we have some. Uh, we actually do have some hammers. So, yeah. looking forward. Right. Awesome, man. Cool. Be fun. Let's see how it goes. That's right. All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all again next week. Where are your PFDs? Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 